Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my man, bum, bum, we're back. Dude. How you doing, dude? Back. What's up? We took a week off, but um, I think yeah. that week off was actually late for podcast listeners because we missed a week posting. And when we say we, I really mean I missed a week posting, and it posted a week late. Uh, <laughs> so it is all good. They're hearing us. We are one week right after. They didn't even know we took we, a week off. Dude, we're just two normal dudes trying to get through this life and follow Jesus while we do it. You know, like we're just we're just two fellas and we have a little bit going on in both of our lives. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, you know, we just get busy and the weather's been amazing here. I know we talk a lot Has about it? weather in this Jesus life, but uh, right, it reminds me how much I love summertime. Yeah. Dude, like when it starts getting warm again, in, you're like, dude, it's yes. summertime again. Summer in Colorado, year. man, is and like I know it's only April and we're talking about summer. If you've never lived in Colorado, people listening, that's because spring and fall in Colorado, they're magical, but they both last less than a week. Uh, and then you yeah. go straight into either summer or winter. That's really that's what Colorado is. is well, in Colorado, like other. spring. Colorado Springs super weird too because you like you get all that nice summer weather, seventy degrees, eighty degrees, beautiful and sunny, and then you uh -huh. just get dumped on with snow. Yeah, it's like how about another foot of snow just for the morning? It'll be gone by the afternoon. It'll be gone, but, but yeah, it'll be gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna. Dude, come. it happened to us a couple weeks ago. It was over eighty here yesterday, and it's gonna be Ooh. that hot again today. It's pretty awesome. Um, but I got to tell you, man, it is messing up my mushroom hunting. I, I haven't oh, found a single right. I morel mushroom yet. Dude, I've been looking and the problem is it's been so awesome weather. Like the weather's been awesome, but it's been bone dry. And when like mushrooms need water, you know, or they're not going to grow. So I'm over here worried about my soil temps, man. I'm thinking like, is it going to stay this hot and just skip mushroom season altogether like what's going on so you still get um you still get your mushrooms from your dealer though don't you the other mushrooms <laughs> my morel <laughs> the other mushrooms no 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 i do not uh i eat so cremini mushrooms and morel mushrooms and i only know the name cremini because that cremini because that's like your normal store-bought you know situation um yeah, man. I know and then, absolutely okay. nothing about mushrooms, mainly because okay. mushrooms are disgusting. Ah, uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, dude, turkey tails. Uh, those are another type of mushroom that you can find around here. My wife dehydrates them, grinds them up, and puts them in little vegetable capsule pills. And we both take what? those each day. And every day that, dude, every day I take it, I have like, I don't need coffee in the afternoon. I like, I'm just like, I'm on. It's like nature's caffeine in a mushroom. It's crazy. So your so, dealer is your wife is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. Yeah. And I don't like pay for mushrooms, but she can spend any money I make anytime. Uh, so in a way I pay a lot for access to those mushrooms. <laughs> it's just not direct. It's you like, probably actually all pay a lot money. more than yeah. they're worth. Yeah. In a lot of yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That yeah. But they, you know, they, they make it so you don't need as much afternoon caffeine and, uh, 
kind of so kind of sweet. I'm not really I'm not really an afternoon caffeine kind of guy. What? Like Why very, not? Very very rarely do I drink. Wow, man. Wow. Like I'll drink. Caffeine doesn't bother me. Like it doesn't right. boost me or not boost me. It's just it's just another drink. So like if I'm meeting somebody at a coffee shop, I'll have coffee. But in general, yeah. it's not what I grab in the afternoon. It's more wine in the afternoon for you. You know, they say um, it no is. hard liquor, <laughs> like straight hard liquor um, shots, lots of shots. Uh, see, here's the problem. You you make a comment like, oh, you can still get those from your dealer, though, right? The other type. And I like feel the need to immediately defend it. Makes and me, then when I try so to happy. throw it back your way for like afternoon drinking, you're like, no, 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 hard liquor. Like, yeah, it's it's actually... <laughs> Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta up the game. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I, know. I drink Jack. I drink good hard liquor. Like, come on. Um, uh, that's funny. Not yeah, in man. shop form either. Like, you gotta enjoy. It. Can't just down in shots all day. No, but like right okay, before like a thing. two o'clock meeting. Yeah, yeah, definitely a shot. That's how you get Dude, through the two o'clock last, meeting. Last thing, <laughs> a shot. Uh, that yeah, that's crazy talk. Uh, but I'm sure there's a, like a lot of people who do that, especially through the work from home phase of COVID and stuff. Like anyway, dude, um, have you ever drank hop water? Have you ever tried that? I don't think I've heard of it. Hop water, okay. like so. Hops? Yeah, that's it's called beer, Andrew. No, no, dude, <laughs> I know, but there's, but you can get. Like, okay, so like I hardly drink these days at all because like we have two tiny people who I need to be ready to wake up at any hour of the night for. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, one beer a week or two, like real limited. But there's uh, this sparkling water called hop water that's only flavored with hops. And uh, dude, it is really good. Um I was I had one the other day. Jana gets it at Whole Foods, but it's not alcoholic. It's just sparkling water with hop flavor in it from hops. Um, but it tasted like a straight up Belgian ale. And I was like, this is awesome stuff, man. I'm a fan. So this Jesus Life podcast unofficially brought to you by Hop Water. Um, <laughs> which is that what it's called? It's called hop water. Yeah. H O P water. Um, hop water. But yeah, man. So if you uh, if you need a good refreshing afternoon drink, that's not actually. Is, uh, I'm not a huge fan of alcohol. Hops. Well, like I don't. Yeah, I'm not that like is. a huge fan of hoppy beers. Like, right, I'll right. do like I'll do some IPAs, but like typical like hoppy you IPAs. You prefer like a pretty pretty flaccid beer, pretty uh, yeah you know. yeah flaccid flaccid's always the best way to go with your beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been drinking a beer recently. So I listened to a hockey podcast. I think it's the right. last hockey podcast in the world. But uh, so right. if you, the people in hockey, they know what it is. But they have a beer now. And I've been drinking. I love how mysterious you're being about the name of this podcast. It's well, it's called Spin the largest Tickets. one. It's, it's the number doubt, one. If you like hockey, if, if you like hockey, you're going to know. So I'm just, I'm not even going to yeah. say it. If you know, you well, know. Well, then. Yeah, that's how we're going to play it. Like, we're on the inside, us hockey fans, which, by the way, right. last game of the season is tonight for the Avalanche. Uh, and the playoffs start Monday. Uh, wow. Best time of the year. So, Sweet. I don't know what to tell you. And everything's on ESPN, so we can watch all games without the big blackout and doing weird, uh, stupid things for all the stupid yeah. uh, local broadcasters. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But it's going to be a good season. So, 
Dude. Short to say, no, no, this Jesus Light podcast for the next um, eight weeks. <laughs> six, six to eight weeks. We will yep. not have uh, not have a show. Dude, nope. what? Speaking, Fair I know we've covered uh, flaccid beer. We've covered quite a lot. Hop water. Uh, don't forget about that. your addiction to uh, mushrooms. Mushroom. Yeah, yeah. Turkey tails on the daily. Um, dude, what? Where have we been? recently even though we skipped a week what was our series about and where where are we going and why my friend what's next well what are we starting just today? last week just last <laughs> week we finished up right uh g or god is or we went through just different attributes of god and hopefully you know our, our heart and our prayer behind that series was that you know you just fall in deeper love with who god is um, or at least yeah. have a realization that man there's so much more about god that you could know and you could interact with um, so dig into that. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that series, definitely go back, uh, take a listen. Um, but this next series, uh, we're talking through, um, just the Lord's prayer. Like what, what did Jesus say? Um, why did he say it? What does it look like practically to practice it? Uh, and hopefully through this series over the next handful of weeks, we can, uh, we can all increase our prayer life and, and be better at it. Um, as we yeah. try to foster a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, you want to kick us off on on week one of the Lord's Prayer? Week one. All right, this might feel like a tease, but we're not going to cover the Lord's Prayer in week one. (laughs) I'll read it. I'm going to read through Matthew 6, 5 through 15. It'll just take me a minute, which the Lord's Prayer is in there. But we're actually going to hang out in the first chunk, which is kind of like the posture of prayer that Jesus taught to his disciples. Cause this is a teaching where like he was giving direct to his disciples of like, this is how you should pray. Like rabbis, a little bit of context that I learned not that long ago, rabbis at this time, and by not that, that long followers. ago, he means like five minutes before we start recording the podcast. No, no. I mean things. like in the last month, uh, no, <laughs> like a little bit of context around why they would ask Jesus, how do we pray? Um, rabbis, every like Jewish rabbi that had followers would have kind of their own prayer that they'd be like, this is how you pray. It was like a signature of being a teacher with authority would be like, here's how you pray. And this would like be determined by like what school of theology you were in as a rabbi, like what beliefs you had. It was basically like the short version of like, this is what we believe. Like we're all Jews Yes, but like this is the rabbi teaching we're under. Um, so when Jesus gives them this answer, that that's why the disciples were asking. They're like, you go off and pray alone a ton, but like, how do we pray? Like, how should we pray as your followers, as followers of Jesus? So anyway, that's a little bit of like context of where this comes from. Matthew 6, starting in verse 5. Um, so This is where we'll hang out most today, uh, five through eight. It says this, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. All right, this is the part that you probably know if you've been in church. Um, 
This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people uh, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others when their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. All right, Josh, that first chunk, the posture of prayer, verses five through eight, kick us off with like first thoughts, reaction, like, yeah, man, what strikes you about this? Yeah, man, I think I was just thinking like, do we have people today that like pray in public because it's like, and like makes them feel good about themselves? I don't know how much that's still a thing. Um, it probably is to some extent, maybe not to this exact, you know, um, description, but um, sure. I think it, it gives us the posture of just prayer in general and, and what it's supposed to be, right? Like it's a conversation between us and, and, and God. Um, and I think this, this is the point that Jesus is trying to get across is it's not about the show. It's not even about the, the practice of it, right? Like, cause the reality is you could go into the Lord's prayer and just recite it, right? Our father in heaven, how it be your name, your kingdom come, your will mm-hmm. be done. Um, mm-hmm. And miss the point of it, right? Like it was a, it was a guideline to, to a deeper conversation. It was a, it was a tool to see the heart behind what's important and not necessarily just a, um, a discipline to practice um, or a a task to complete. And, you know, we talk a lot about that here on this Jesus life. Um, But it's that posture that we're taking into it of like, this matters. This isn't, this isn't for others. This is between me and my God. Um, And now I get to have an opportunity to converse with him, um, which again is mind boggling enough in itself that you can talk to the God of the universe and he responds like, make sense of that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's it's really easy in Christianity for us to focus on the wrong things. And I think that's the point he's trying to get across is, sure, you could focus on the behavior of this um, and do this behavior. And, and everyone be like, man, that guy, that guy really knows how to pray or that 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 lady like, man, she when she prays or something. Right. Um, and yeah, and essentially create yeah. a facade of something that's not legitimate. Um, or it doesn't right. at least doesn't have a foundation or, or roots into the ground, right? Like going to yeah. blow over real quick. Cause the only time you pray is when you're around people. Um, and this is one of the reasons like, and we, we joke about it on the podcast, but like, I don't pray at meals and, and I intentionally don't pray at meals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think praying yeah. at meals is stupid. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> I just, I don't do it uh, to prove a point. And, and for me, that yeah. point is like majority of people, the only time that they pray is at meals. Um, how yeah. is that healthy or good? Um, so like, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't want to be able to say, Hey, make sure you're praying on a regular basis. You know, as a pastor telling your congregation and they're like, well, I do, I pray at every meal three times a day. I pray. Yeah. I and pray like, three but, times a day, man. Right. But like, you're like, do you pray? Right. Like, sure. You go through the mat, you go through the, the, um, the behavior, right? Like I'm saying mm-hmm. prayer, God, you know, bless his food and oh yeah. You know, remember aunt Nancy heal aunt Nancy. Uh, um, yeah. let me eat my food. Like my focus isn't to pray. My focus is to eat my food. And this is the, the yep. obstacle in the way I need to get accomplished so I can eat my food. Uh, and some like yeah. take it crazy weird where they're like, well, if you don't pray, if you don't ask him to bless your food, you're going to die from that food. You know, like, you're going to okay. choke on it um, and die. And you'll deserve not. to be in hell when you do. <laughs> you will. 
so I think there's that piece at play too of like, what really does your prayer life look like? And and I guess that's my hope and prayer out of this series is like, what I what does your prayer life really look like when you're talking with mm-hmm. God? Um, how intimate is it? How vulnerable is it? How honest is it? Um, how often is it? Um, all these things that are important. And then when it's done, what does it look like? Is it is it for others to see and and to be like, man, that guy? Um, or is it because um, the reality is like we've been talking about this with our leadership team recently. Like there's these, these phases that you get to in life where like you kind of conquer one thing in your spiritual journey and like uh, a new way of looking at life is open to you. I I know it sounds like I'm gamifying your relationship, Jesus. I'm I'm not not trying to, Mm -hmm. but just trying to put words to, to an experience that we have where like things just make different, different sense where you're like, Oh, I get Uh it. Right. Like, like, yeah how I interact with God. I, I understand what that actually looks like. It's not just these things that I do. Like I, I genuinely know how to connect with the heart of God um, because I now understand all these things I didn't understand before. And it's similar, similar with prayer. Right. And for us, we, we use it as a tool, like having people pray out loud, not to shame you, but like, it says a lot about how you pray, especially out loud with a group of people. Um, to hear what you say and how you say it and how you interact with God in it to, to really help us understand on the end, like what do you do in private? Um, when you're praying, you're like, Hmm, this guy, this guy actually, he probably doesn't have a real prayer life. He doesn't, he doesn't actually talk mm-hmm. with God on a regular basis. I'm hearing it. Um, and now as a disciple maker, I have the ability to go, Hey, let me actually teach you how to foster a relationship with Jesus. Um, rather than just letting him sit in that place and miss out on, on greater opportunity. But I don't know what, what's, what's your thoughts on all this? That's cool, man. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go a roundabout path uh, and hang out on the meal prayer stuff for just a minute, and then I'll go back to kind of the text. Um, like, I think it's cool that before Jesus just said, like they said, hey, how should we pray? And he didn't immediately just go like, here's the script, you know, like, here's what you do. He took a minute and was like, first of all, it's about posture. It's about your heart. And it's about why you're praying. Like, I think that's cool. So um, praying at meals, like I grew up and we always prayed, you know, at meals, especially before dinner. Like that was the one time that always in my house, it was like, yeah, we're going to pray together before we eat. Um, So I grew up thinking like, that's just what everybody did kind of uh, when I was young. And then it was funny when you and I became friends, uh, I noticed you did it right away. What all the real questions do. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, level five, you know, if you're talking gamification. Um, but <laughs> no, um, but dude, I I remember noticing when you didn't pray at meals and I'm like, you're just diving right in. Like, what's up? You're a pastor, you know, and I didn't know you that well at the time. But then later realized like, oh, this is why, you know, and it's, it's part of, I think, because you're an Enneagram eight and you're like, I'm going to be a challenger and and then make a point out of it which is healthy and good. I'm all about that. Um, I am too. Uh, but recently, so like I've always tried to tried to pray at meals and like, it's just because it's like been in me, but since having kids that are like old enough, like Catherine's four, Charlotte's two, they're old enough to talk, like understand a lot that's going on, listen to everything. And so I'm like, all right, as we, I want prayer to be part of just like our daily life in the house. 
So there's a few things I try to do. Like in the morning, it's not it's not prayer, but I like try to sit at the table and read some of the Bible to them, you know, um, in the morning before going and starting the day. And for me, that's just like maybe not all the Bible I read in the day, but I'm like, I'm going to read something and like start our hearts in the right direction with God for the day. Lunch is always mayhem, pretty much never pray before a meal. But at dinner, I'm like, okay, how do we do this? Like, do we, what's the best thing for me to communicate uh, in what I pray? Because I know they're listening. And I know at at some level, it's going to sink into them of like, oh, yeah, we did this. And this was what you do. Um, But dude, like, the thing that I'm trying to direct my heart towards uh, is gratefulness. Like I'm trying to be grateful to God for the small and big things in my life. So I'm like, when we pray, we're going to thank God for the food we get to eat. We're going to thank God for the family we have, the friends we have. We're going to thank God for the sunshine and the two tadpoles we caught. We're going to thank him for, like I'm trying to build in this posture of gratefulness in them and how they relate to God, you know, like, thank you for for providing all these things. Cause like, you know, if we go out and get pizza, I don't want them to be like, wow, dad, thank you for buying me pizza with your money. I want them to be like, thank you, God, for giving us the resources to be able to get pizza. You know, like it's a simple thing, but it's true. Like it's not my money. It's not my pizza. Um, And sure, like maybe I swiped my debit card and bought the pizza, but it's only from from funds that God provided me with work, God provided me with abilities, God provided me, you know? So like Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, let's focus on gratefulness. And then if we know like somebody in the family or a friend is sick or something like that's going on, like let's just pray for them, you know, and like do that with people that they know so that they're like, oh, like. I can relate to God in this way, like of the people I know and care about, I can pray for things to happen in their life, you know? So that's really like, that's pretty much how we pray at dinner. Um, And, and I try to be real intentional with that. Never, never like showy, never um, anything long and drawn out, but like, and usually they've already started eating. Cause like you can tell them like, Hey, wait three minutes till we all sit down. But they're like, dude, I'm eating right now. I'm two and I'm starving. I don't care what you say. Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, it's more about like, we need to be grateful to God for the things he provides. Cause dude, like we live in a nice house. We have plenty of nice things, way more than, than people in most of the world. We live in America. Like there's, there's so much that we could take for granted as like, this is what life is, but this is not what life is for most people. You know, so like we got to be grateful for what God yeah. gives us. So, yeah, man, but I think not too, to say like, like it, but it's like, I'm just trying to say like, I connect to the posture a lot of what Jesus mm-hmm. is saying here. And like, I'm trying to take it to heart in the same way and also model mm-hmm. it in like a healthy way. Like not here's what you got to cover in your three things when you pray before dinner, you know, or we got to like slap somebody's hand if they grab food before we start. But like, what do we model? You know, what do I model? What does Jana model yeah. to our girls? Like that's, that's the heart of it of like what I want them to get. Yeah. And it's not even that like, you know, reading Jesus words here, you could be like, well, you never pray around people. Right. 
but that that's not the point that Jesus is trying to get across, right? Jesus prayed around people like he, they, yeah, you know, uh, famously, you know, Peter, James, and John were right there with him as as he was praying yeah. in the garden, um, and you know, the disciples continued to pray. Like prayer is a part of the community, and it should be a part of the community of the church. Like that, that's mm-hmm. an important piece of it. But it's it's like Andrew's Andrew's saying, it's that posture um, that, yeah. that we're trying to take, right? Like I'm not I'm not praying just to complete a task. I'm not praying uh, so others look at me and say I'm better than them, right? I, I'm praying because yeah. I want to communicate with my father. Um, and, and we'll get more into this, you know, we start taking, you know, breaking apart the Lord's prayer of what does it really mean, yeah. you know, our father in heaven. But like, so it's it's those moments of like when we're praying around people, can we model yeah. how we would pray when people aren't around? So like, will yeah. I be vulnerable? Will I choose to, to, to and I'm not saying like, share your deepest, darkest secrets and your deepest, darkest right. worries that you're struggling through in this moment, unless it's appropriate in that setting, <laughs> like right. probably not appropriate in most settings. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could talk to God. Like I talked to him when, when no one else is around. Um, yeah. I, I can interact with him and, and bring up um, things that we've been talking about that maybe that person or those people aren't privy to that conversation, those yeah. conversations before, but now they can see, Oh, like they're, he, like he's he's continuing a conversation that he's been having for a while um, yeah you know i'm not saying like take it to the point of like you're calling you know god daddy like that's sure. weird one two you know the, you know those people right uh right. friend jesus uh daddy uh jesus <laughs> just like i don't i don't ever refer to him as daddy that's weird stop it it's just um, hard to connect to but hey man right. whatever like, you it's like those, how you talk yeah, it's about those, those red flags that go off and you're like, there's no way you use that terminology. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's, it's that posture piece that we're trying to get to the root of, of like, like this is an opportunity to communicate with, with the creator of the universe, the God that knows yep. all the, the source of your peace, the source of your wisdom, the source of all truth. Um, like this is the place that you have direct access to. And like, there's a level of it, like hallowed be your name, right? There's a level of honor and respect that yeah. we approach with just like you would your own mm-hmm. father. Like, even though you're, yeah. you're, you know, Andrew and I've been both blessed with great dads or we're blessed with great dads. Um, like, you know, even in those moments that, um, like, our, our God, our, our dads are loving and and intentional and want to be around us and communicate with us. There's still a level of respect we give them because who they are in our families, right? It, it's the same aspect with God. Like even yeah. though God is loving and we just went through all these characteristics that God is is present, that God is interacting with us and wanting to interact with yeah. us. Like yeah. He's still God, so let's let's give Him the proper respect that He deserves, um, and and place Him in that place of honor. But uh, at the same time, we get to approach Him. Like how crazy is, I was just thinking this over the, over this last week and, you know, coming out of Easter, I was like, probably reflecting on just the last series we ended, but um, like, how great is it that our God is, is good. (laughs) Like God could be an asshole. God could be vengeful. God could just, you know, mess with people for the fun of it just because he can like, and there'd be nothing we can do about it. Right. right? Like he's God, God, he's in control. Yeah. But the benefit mm-hmm. like we have, we have a loving, caring God yeah. that would do yeah. almost absolutely anything uh, for you to come to salvation. Granted, he gives you yeah. the choice, but yeah, um, like there's yeah. that piece of it that you're just like, how crazy that I get to talk with yeah. this guy and how crazy that I get to talk with him in such a way that like, 
I get access to his power. I get access to his mm-hmm. wisdom. I get access to the ability to drop all my worries on him and him be my source of peace. I get access to like his ability to ask me questions and probe into me that, yeah. that causes growth inside of me and maturity. Mm-hmm. Like how crazy is it that we get to interact with God in this way? And I think that's the posture we're trying to get to is like, yeah. we don't get to those yeah. places with God yeah. if we, if we allow it to be, like the hypocrites that we allow it to be a, a public facing thing. We allow it to be babbling on because we think words yeah. are the secret and we use all the big mm-hmm. God words like God in this moment, we need you. Totally. I'm not saying those are bad things, but like if that's the only time yeah. you're praying, yeah. like, yeah, that's an issue that, that that's a, that's a huge issue. You're missing out on what prayer really is about. Um, and not necessarily, you know, in the moment you're praying for something specific with a group of people. Yeah, man. Like that's prayer is not the, like praying when you're with a group of people, whether it be you leading a church or me, I work at a Christian nonprofit. It's totally acceptable to pray in meetings, you know, and like it's expected sometimes of like, yeah, let's mark this time with prayer. But like, those aren't moments to communicate to the group. Like, look how eloquent I am and how I speak with God. Look how deep my theology is. Check me out. I just read an A.W. Tozer book. Like, those aren't those aren't moments to to do that type of stuff. They're like, and I think, like you were talking about, man, the the posture of like, how great is it, and how amazing is it that we can relate directly to the God of all things, like maker of all things. Like we just went through the God is series, you know, who is good, who is powerful, who is all knowing, who is all present. Like that's the God we get to relate to. And if we're taking our time when we should be praying and and putting our hearts and intentions and, and words and thoughts towards God, and we're hijacking it and saying like, I hope I look good in front of these people. I hope these people think really highly of me because how I pray, like that's not like God says, truly they've received their whole reward, you know, of like the praise of men, uh, men and women, like that's your whole reward. And like, man, it was a missed opportunity because you could have been talking to the God who made all things, you know? Um, so it's, I think that heart posture matters a lot, man. And there's, there's always temptation of like, I want everybody to look at me. I'm going to pick on you because you're a pastor, not because you do this, but there could be a temptation for you of like, I want everybody in my church to think like, wow, I want to be like Josh and how he relates to God. Like, man, if only I was on Josh's level of the game, like that would be awesome, you know? And, and prayer could be one of those tools where obviously you want to model, you want to practice what you preach, but dude, like, when you're in a leadership position like that, especially within a church, there can be a temptation for like, look how awesome I am. Check out how great I'm doing with this. Check out how eloquently I pray. Like, and, and part of that motivation is like, you should be better at this, you know, like you're not on my level. And it's always, uh, yeah, it's always easier for any Christian, whether you're a pastor or leader of people or not, like it's easier to fake it than to make it real. Right. Always easier to fake. Well, at first. <laughs> yeah. But when you show up just humbly and you're like, you know, like maybe you're praying before a sermon or after a sermon or whatever at church, like that's important, man. It's important to model prayer and it's important to model how you relate to God, not just you personally, but how, how believers should relate to God. But 
as long as your posture is right, then it's right. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's your heart posture? What's your desire? And that's really like, you know, you can fake it till you make it. Um, like you can, but you know, and God knows, and it's like, Hey, are you praying humbly and just being excited that you get to connect with me, your maker, your creator, the one who knows everything and is over everything. Like, are you just excited for that and thankful for that? Are you coming with me to me with real requests and with real praise and worries and concerns? Like that's what, that's what God desires, I think, you know, and, and we'll go through line by line of like the Lord's prayer and some of what it might mean and what we interpret it to mean and how we could apply this to our life. But felt like before we moved into that, it was important to take some time and just be like, how did Jesus teach them about the posture? Cause you know, he looked around at the religious leaders of the day and many of them were doing the thing in the public square. Like, look how powerful my prayers are. Let me stand up and be taller than everybody and pray. So you can listen and think like, wow, I got to be like that religious leader, you know, like, or Mm -hmm. maybe I should give a bigger donation to that religious leader that will cover my sins, you know, or whatever the Mm -hmm. thing was. Um, but it was about their glory and not about glory to God, you know? So Jesus is like, dude, maybe you should just practice for a while, go in a room alone, (laughs) lock the door, make your prayers short and sweet, make it from the heart. And here's, here's a script if you really want a script, but just take the, take the meat from this and, and use it to guide how you relate to God. That's, that's how I read this. And and it's simple, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, I think I didn't look up a bunch of other prayers that rabbis gave, but I imagine this is probably one of the shortest ones is all I was going to say. Like it's, it's like nine lines, 10 lines. Like it's not, it's not this, it's a prayer that anyone could easily memorize and use if they want to. It's not like a, look how smart I am as the, the rabbi, as the teacher. Jesus is just humble in it. He's like, here's what you got to cover, man. Like, here's where to start. And pray like this if you're going to follow me. Anyway, go ahead. I yeah. cut you off. Well, I think, I think too. Like, it, it's not that the the uh, religious leaders, those praying on the street corners, those babbling on, like, it's not that they didn't know what they're doing was wrong. And I think that's important because I think a lot of us do similar things, and then, and then we wonder why it's not working out, or we wonder why it's not producing the fruit that we thought it was going to produce, and then we get mad at God, right? This is, a, and this happens everywhere. This isn't just prayer life; like this happens with worship, right? There, there's a movement in worship today where it's all about the feeling and it's all about me, right? Like I am the I am the source of all my all the songs that we're singing, right? It's what I get from God. It's what I right I I I rather than us worshiping God. Um, and in the midst of that movement, you're, you're eventually going to get to the end of yourself and you're going to, you're going to blame God. Right. And that's the same thing here in prayer of like, yeah, if we don't fully understand why prayer exists, if we fully don't understand how to practice it and how to foster relationship in the midst of it, it's going to like, it's going to come back void and that's going to be disappointing. It's going to be frustrating. Um, and yep. if you know how to pray and you need to have an opportunity to teach others how to pray um, and how to foster a relationship with God, like these things are important. Um, but I think I think it's important to remember, like, yeah, it's not that they knew what they were doing was wrong. He wasn't he wasn't a, a, 
It wasn't necessarily talking down to them. He was correcting behavior. Um, but like, they just don't know any better. They thought they think they do. Don't get me wrong. They're hypocrites. They yeah. think that they're, they're right up there, um, but they're missing out on an important piece. And I think yeah. this is the, the fear for those listening. Like, what are we doing in our own lives that, that we think is right on? We think it's, but it's not producing the right fruit. And if it's not producing the right fruit, it must not be right. Um, and we need mm -hmm. to evaluate those things and talk to God about those things. It's like, God, I thought I told you told me, I thought I was told I need to read my Bible every day. And I've been reading a chapter every day um, for, for two years. And I don't feel any closer to you. I don't feel like I have more peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, yeah. you know, the fruits of the spirit. Um, well, then we'd have to reevaluate what's going on there. Well, Maybe it's you're not actually fostering a relationship with Jesus in the midst of your, your reading, right? Mm -hmm. It's a task to be completed rather than a relationship to be built. Um, and it's the same thing with prayer. If we're looking at prayer as a task to be completed and we go through our list and we pray for all the people we're supposed to pray for, and not saying that these things are necessarily bad in and of themselves, but if the target isn't to foster a relationship, we've missed the point. Um, and that's really the heart of what Jesus is getting at with when we get into each yeah. element of the Lord's prayer is it's it's getting to the foster. And this is how I foster a relationship with the Father. Um, so I, I can I can be you know known by him and I can know him more. And in the process of that, we can deal with mm -hmm. the junk and the sin of my life um, so I can be more like him and love people better and love him, him better and produce the fruits of the spirit, not as a. Um, a target to be aimed for, but a byproduct of relationship. Um, and I think that's, that's, I think that's the piece as you were talking, that was the thing that kept coming back. Mm. Like, you know, there's so many things that we think and worship is a big one of them. Like worship is, worship's dangerous right now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Because there's gonna be a lot of people like, I thought this was it. And they're going to find out in mm. great preaching, same thing, right? We chase great preachers. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. you know, we chase baseball players for, for autographs and signatures. Uh, yeah or in reality like there there's a depth here we're missing with jesus uh, that we mm -hmm. could have all of us all of us could have it's what jesus teaches it's yeah. the model that he gave us it's the same thing the disciples reproduce yeah. and why the church still exists today yeah man dude let me uh agreed with all of what you just said like my maybe i don't know maybe final thought i am infamous infamous for saying like here's my final point and being like actually five more um so you'd <laughs> not be just a good pastor. Podcast, but in all my things um oh dude side note i've told god real clearly like i don't want to be a pastor you're gonna have to tell me real directly real clearly and you're probably gonna have to tell my wife and some other people in the same way so please don't <laughs> we're not worried about that we're but, just we're still praying for uh, you know, a, uh, a uh, move back to colorado like forget uh, the pastor crap let's just get you in Colorado. Dude, who knows who knows but i'm pumped to be coming to visit you and friends uh next month so not that it matters to anybody listening but sometime in may I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be hanging And we'll have a, we'll need to figure out a day to record live. It'll be the first time in our first 120 ever. something, almost 20 episodes. Dude, ever, ever live. live. But dude, what I was going to say is uh, it's like, it's really easy to read a passage like this and go, Jesus was a religious leader. He was teaching this to the disciples that would go on and like, start and grow the church that we're still a part of today. Uh, they're religious leaders. He was talking about other religious leaders. So this just must apply to pastors uh, or this must just apply to priests. And like the reality is 
if you're a follower of Christ, if you're walking in the way that Jesus taught us in, um, it applies, you know, like this is, this is just how to pray. doesn't matter if you're a plumber, uh, work in tech, work somewhere else, or if you're a pastor, like this is how Jesus taught followers of him to pray. So like, it's relevant to all of us is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, yeah like my, I guess an application thing. Like if you, if you ever find yourself tempted to, to pray and like try to get glory out of it for yourself when you're in front of a group, like, first of all, just be honest with God about that. Like if you're still breathing, like there's, there's new grace and mercy from the Lord for you every day. Like there's like, we're here on purpose, you know, and like we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Please don't hear anything we've said as like, you're done. (laughs) You know, if you're listening and you're alive right now, you're not done. Uh, Like, man, we've all messed up. So if you've done that in the past, like, yeah, probably stinks to, to realize that, but you know what? Just put it before God and ask for forgiveness of it. And like, just simply ask like, God, help me not do that again. Let me like glorify you and chase relationship and how I pray, whether it's in a quiet room alone or while I'm working on my car or wherever I am. If even if it's in front of a group of people, like set my heart posture right so I can relate to you every time I pray in the same honest way. Um, Cause God will help us along and stuff like that. Like we're not, we're not just meant to figure out it out alone. And then, um, and other thing, like just try to get in more relationship with people who love God and love you. You know, like Josh and I talk about this a lot, but like, we're not like following Jesus is not a, it's a team sport, you know, like it's meant to be done in community. It's meant to be done in relationship with God and with other people. So lean into that, like, and, and don't expect perfection of yourself, whether it's in how you pray or how you give money or how you volunteer time or how you whatever, like don't expect perfection because we are very imperfect people. All of us, even your pastor who you heard pray eloquently, they're imperfect, man. Like cut them a break. They're people too, you know? (laughs) So anyway, I just wanted to mention that like, it's kind of easy to, to beat up on religious leaders. And I know we've seen plenty of them fall for plenty of reasons. Um, but you know what? They're people too. And like Jesus in this model, just like, here's the posture of how you should relate to God. Um, and he did that as the son of God. So, uh, you know, like there's a lot for us to learn and to for each of us to learn regardless of occupation um, in this. So, yeah, man, that was kind of like my final, I think three thoughts, even though I said one, three or four. Yeah. So did it again. Yeah. And- and I'm excited for this series. I'm excited what comes out of it. Um, you know, sometimes we come across ideas or things that are a little more organic in nature. And then you're like, man, this is, there's something going to be here. I um, mean, if we have an opportunity to help you uh, increase your prayer life, and I'm not saying increase in like amount of time, though that's probably an equa- part of the equation, but increase like the depth of what could be. Um, I'm excited to help you do that um, and maybe get a glimpse in on Andrew's and I prayer life a little bit more. But uh, I think it'd be appropriate, Andrew, not to pray in public, uh, but to mm. pray uh, as we close mm. this out. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just do that if that's okay with you. Cool. That sounds awesome, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Father God, um, God, we do thank you. 
uh, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as we talked about on on this episode, God, like we thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that yeah. you want to be around us. We thank you that um, God, you went to the cross to restore relationship. We thank you conquered death so we can spend an eternity with you, God. Like mm-hmm. this is just the first life. We have so many more, um, so much more time with you uh, after this life. And yeah. um, God, it's just it man, it's, it's mind boggling that you want to talk with us. It's mind boggling that, um, you desire to, to know us and you desire to be known by us. And the fact that we get to be a part of that, like, is just, we're taken back. Um, but God is, as we go into this series and we talk about what prayer should look like and talk about talking with you and what that should feel like and Mm -hmm. um, all these different aspects, God, um, just let the conversation be fruitful. It, let Andrew and I learn mm-hmm. from it and let those listening learn from it and let us walk out of this, this journey together, um, you know, with a deeper relationship with you and deeper understanding of you that it isn't just knowledge or information we're trying to take in, but um, it's, it's a depth of relationship that we get to experience because of, of what you did for us. Um, so let that be, let that, that let that be, be the thing that we chase after. Let that be the thing that's our focus um, as we talk about um, what it means to communicate with you. Um, God, we love you. Um, we love you beyond belief. God, there's no other place we'd like to be. Um, we just give this time to you. In your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. Buddy. Thank you, my friend. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, dude. Thanks for doing this. Peace. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.